You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 107, Argentina GCWJ Country Study and Ensure Justice. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And we are back, Sandy, after a summer break, rather unexpected summer break. We didn't plan on taking a month or so off, but it just sort of worked out that way. So such is life uh, with some technical issues on one of the shows we were planning to air. And then you were doing a bunch of international traveling. I was traveling. traveling. And I want to talk to you about that travel, too. We went to Argentina. Oh, I took six students. Uh, oh, Professor cool. Derek Marsh um, also went with us. And we did a country study. If you remember last summer, our students did a country study in Italy. This yes. year, it was Argentina. But this time, we had an even bigger agenda because our hosts ask us to replicate insured justice that we do every spring here at Vanguard. And so we began planning over a year ago to do Asegurar Justicia in Córdoba, Argentina. Wow. Okay, cool. So I'm really excited to hear about this because I knew you were in Argentina and I knew you were doing work for the center. And that's about the extent as to what I know even now, except for what you just said. So I'm curious before we talk through, because I'm, I'm curious on the the trip itself, but also just the process that kind of leads up to going on a trip like this. Uh, but before that, just, what generally were you trying to accomplish when you're working? Who are you working with down there? And what was the ultimate goal of you all going down there and putting on this event? Well, it really began um, three years ago. And I think that's one of the things I want people to understand. You can't come up with an idea, or at least I can't come up with an idea and roll it out in a matter of weeks. It takes a lot of preparation, a lot of work on uh, from both sides, from both ends to be able to do something um, like what we did in Argentina this year. So three years ago, my friend Virginia Contreras, who is an Argentine attorney, attended Insure Justice here at Vanguard. She went back. Um, it inspired her. Uh, she, she said it was like someone turning on the lights, and now she had some pathways to find answers to many of her questions. And we became um, avid pen pals, or what do you call it when you do email nowadays, And we began to look at what else we could do. Uh, She then invited me during my spring break to come and do the hands at heel training that we've talked about before on the show. And we'll put a link into the show notes. And I went for my spring break the following year and taught more than 40 of their regional leaders, the hands at heel curriculum. And then they started it because it's a train the trainer format then they started using it in their local groups. And so when it was time for us to start thinking about taking a student team and we would be ready to do and ensure justice there, uh, then we started putting it on the calendar for students to, to sign up. The um, 
uh, Virginia and her husband Gilbert both came to ensure justice this year and had a chance to meet with the team before we were going to actually travel there. Wow. We pulled together some of our favorite Ensure Justice speakers. We had uh, Dr. Joanne Butrin to go with us. Of course, um, uh, retired Deputy Chief Derek Marsh and adjunct professor here at Vanguard teaching the human trafficking class. Um, myself, we had a representative from the Trauma Healing Institute that presented at Ensure Justice here also go with us there. So so the program was really fairly um, much a replication of what we did. And they were they did a mountain of work on preparation before we ever got there. Because our purpose in taking students was to also um, do a study of what is happening and what are the trends in Argentina. Oh, interesting. And so... So this is really taking um, the conference event that we've we've done here locally and continue to do, and really starting something there that would get people having community collaboration, sharing best practices, I assume, right. and and leveraging some of the partnerships that the center has built over the years in order to um, make new connections and partnerships to raise issue raise the awareness of the issue down there too. Well, and I think it's kind of like when you look at at a lake, you see the surface and you don't understand the depth. Even our students, every student was required to have taken a human trafficking course at Vanguard. And um, a number of our students were also part of the Live to Free Club, and they were prepared to train the others so that they could do Live to Free presentations. And I have to tell you, I was one proud professor when time after time after time, they did their presentation in Spanish. Oh, wow. Very, very little translation. So go Vanguard. Cool. That was terrific. And every time they did Live to Free presentations, the youth responded. And if we're going to end human trafficking, the next generation has to start carrying that torch Mm. and engaging high school, junior high, and college students is part of the answer. So we didn't want just to go there and perform. We wanted to go there and pass on um, a practice and a model that works well here and might work well there. And you had already almost set the stage for that with the um, with the training you had done previously. Yes. And so that, that, that expectation, that trust was there of doing that on a smaller scale. So then you were able to really take the next step now and to engage at a with a much larger event. And and you're right. We everything was ready. They had they had met me before. They already had trust. And so our students um met some of the students who have started the Live to Free um Argentina group, which is just getting off the ground. And we were scheduled to go and speak at some before the conference, speak at some churches and youth groups and university events. And we we arrived in one parking lot and they took all my students one direction and they took me a different direction. And I had no idea what what's going on. But that trust that we'd already been there um, the year before, um, they had scheduled me to be on a radio show. Oh, that's awesome. So it was it was just terrific. So we literally expanded our reach um, without even actually thinking about it, but they were ready and they knew what they wanted to do with the resources we brought with us. 
Well, I know one of the things that you wanted to share with us today was not just the experience in, in Argentina, although it was certainly a great success and you did some amazing things while you were there. Um, in addition to that, also just the process you would use of, in doing something that we talk about a lot on the show, which is forming partnerships and the process mm. for doing that. And you mentioned at, up front that this was a this was not something that happened in a week or a month or even a year. It's been a three-year process of building relationships, gradually doing more and more. Um, what what are the things you'd like us to take away and where where do you see um, the listeners in the community of the podcast being able to also apply something like what you've done here too, if not going to another country and putting on a conference? Uh, what are the opportunities where you would see people really being able to apply some of these lessons? Well, there's a couple of different aspects of this. One is the idea of when you have relationship, there's trust built into that. And so you're going to feel more comfortable and they're going to feel less um, concerned that you might do something kind of wacko and, and they'll give you more freedom to, to move forward. But um, when you're in relationship, it's not a one-off event. You keep going back and you continue to serve that relationship. Mm. And one of the things that uh, concerns me sometimes is um, going out and doing outreach, awareness, and just ticking off how many places I've been and never going back to find out, is it is it okay? It's sort of like planting um, uh, seeds in a garden, but not going back and weeding and watering it. And so then how effective is that? And is that a really good use of your resources? Maybe if you only took care of one part of, of this and focused in one area and developed those relationships, you might actually have more um, harvest at the end of it. It's um, interesting you say that. Our, our church is actually talking about this a lot right now, Sandy, because there is the temptation in a lot of church communities and nonprofits and volunteer organizations to go out and, and to do what you describe, which is to go out and to do something and then just kind of do, you know, have a day or a week where you go and serve somewhere. And then, you know, you move on to the next thing. And really what, um, you know, our church is talking about the same thing you've just mentioned is how do you walk along in partnership with someone to build a relationship that lasts, that's sustainable over, you know, many, many years a lifetime even, even beyond our lifetime. Certainly human trafficking is, is for better or worse, an example of that. It's not right. something that's going to go away uh, in our lifetimes. I wish I could say otherwise, but you know, we have a long way to go. And so it's, it's how do we build the relationships that are going to sustain and that we can really walk along in partnership with others. And, uh, and that, that takes time and thought exactly. and patience. It takes a lot of time and patience. And sometimes, um, you like you you know the answer, Dave, and you're like, oh, but if you jump in and do it, then um, they didn't have a chance to practice that. So so going slow and making sure everybody's part of the process, that's what changes everything. And because Virginia and I have been working now together for three years, uh, she and I, uh, I'm we've done several presentations and it was actually a little bit humorous because I would start a sentence and she would start translating and finish my sentence before I said it. Mm. 
That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I don't even need to be here. You know this stuff. I'll just sit down and you do this. But you do because of the relationship. Right. So even though the knowledge transfer has, has, has maybe happened, that relationship, that connection, that, um, that uh, expertise that you bring specifically, but also that anyone would bring in a role like you're, you're, you're doing is, is so valuable, so key. Well, and, and the same modeling of, okay, we're doing this for the long haul. We don't want to just have a big event. So we had 100, about 120 leaders that participated. And those leaders included um, leaders from um, teachers, professors, law enforcement, healthcare providers, social workers, as well as attorneys and faith-based leaders. And they were from four provinces of Argentina. Mm. So they're building a broader base. But they also had participants from Chile Ecuador, Peru, and Colombia. And I think that begins to build a regional awareness. It's kind of like when we work with Nevada and Arizona, or we go north to, to Oregon and Washington, because we, we know that we have the same tracks and the same issues in this region. And that's what they're starting. They're going to model what they've seen us do here with Ensure Justice. Fabulous. I, I just, my hat is off to Gilbert and Virginia Contreras because they've done this very systematically and they've engaged their community. And that's where taking a class um, that's doing a country study offers an opportunity for everybody to expand knowledge, relationships, advocacy, and action. And so students do um, a pre-study using the TIP report and the UN trafficking report to find out what's been happening in Argentina. And unfortunately, um, there has been a, a great deal of of effort in in moving things and yet very little results. And mm. some of that has been attributed in some of the reports to um, insufficient funds for victims, the, that we have laws and then we don't fund them. And I think we resemble that remark right here in the U.S. as well. But also um, old, old, old patterns of um, complicitness in prostitution brothels and law enforcement that is um, part of that community. And so breaking down those, those old patterns is part of ending human trafficking as well. Yeah, dif- difficult work when you're talking about changing a culture of a country and of things that have, in some cases, probably been in place for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Absolutely. Of culture. Um, it, it, you know, one of the things I'm really curious about, Sandy, is what are the kinds of things that you were thinking, especially early on in your relationship with Virginia, is what did you, what kinds of things did you do or maybe not do? early on in that relationship to build that trust to really get to the place where you both are, you know, finishing each other's sentences and you're traveling internationally and putting on a conference together. Um, that might be helpful to us when we think about building partnerships with others. Well, I think the very first step is respect to understand that she knows her world and I know my world. And there are places where that intersects and where my knowledge can move her issues forward. And uh, she was very um, diligent in doing research, and she advised me um, clearly. And she's been on this podcast before, too. You can go back and and check that out. Um, 
she did her research and she wanted to have something that was well-documented and had a strong basis of research and would be sustainable. And so that was part of her um, reaching out to us. And from my perspective, I want my students to engage in going overseas because so many want to go and do something for a couple of weeks, but they don't have long-term relationships. So it's like planting those seeds and then what happens next? Mm. And so developing that relationship means we have opportunities for students to return as interns. We've had one student go and be an intern for a month. And those are opportunities that that's what's in it for us as Vanguard professors. We get to send our students there. Yeah. So I think respect is the first thing. And even if the students may change over time, that the relationship between the institutions and you and her, that that relationship stays very sustainable, uh, even if some of the other, the students, you know, who are in a very, you know, uh, temporary spot in their lives of moving on to other things, uh, even if those those people change that uh, the foundation of the relationship remains strong. The students are actually the secret ingredient in this recipe. Mm, How so? Well, because it's their job to learn and ask questions. And so if I'm, I'm in a room with people that I'm not really sure they they're getting what we're saying, I just start talking to my students and then their other people are listening over their shoulders So that's one advantage of having students because there's no shame in them asking questions and they trust their professors and so they have lots of questions. And then secondly, because their paper is based on learning what is happening in that country, they have to do the research, find out what NGOs, nonprofits, and government organizations are there and we set up opportunities to go and visit those places. Then when we're doing that interview, their job is to ask questions. And they are earnest and sincere. And the kinds of conversations that they had around the table, I sat there in awe. Because people want want them to know and understand. They mm. want the next generation to be equipped to be able to end human trafficking. I love how you articulated respect. And it's interesting to me that when you talk about respect, Sandy, it's not just the desire to respect, but also the action behind that. And that respect in the situation is taking the time on both sides, both parties, individually to learn and to research and to read and to understand. And I think like how that lines up so beautifully with what the center is about of our first point, study the issues. Mm. And so in this case, it's not just the issue itself. Yes, it's the issue, but it's also understanding each party uh, and what they bring and the cultural backgrounds and the people involved of really taking the time to understand and to study on that. That just it just lines up so beautifully with what the center's about. And I, I love that you frame respect that way. That's a really neat way to look at it. Well, and we, we, our other goal when we go is we don't want uh, the people on the ground to be exhausted and drained when we leave. We want them to be energized and have new um, resources, new connections, new relationships. Now, honestly, I'm sure they were exhausted yeah. we were. Yeah, it's, it's but, hard when you travel yeah. that distance. So. And put on a big conference like that. But um, but we we met um, with Frey 
Sergio Navarro, who is an expert on human trafficking, writing his dissertation on human trafficking in Latin America. Mm. Fabulous interview with him. Then he invited us um, over for yerba mate. And Dave, that's an experience. I'm going to have to make some yerba mate tea for you. It was a great, great um, time. He brought the rest of his anti-trafficking team. So we had the exchange of our young people with their young people. It was fabulous. And then, um, and then he came to part of the conference as well. So we began to develop deeper relationships for the efforts um, that Gilbert and Virginia are leading in the, the community in Cordoba. And one of my favorite visits was to the El Consejo de la Mujer de la Provincia de Cordoba. And that is the Council for Women for the province of Cordoba. And it's a government entity for that region. And they work on issues of violence against women, domestic violence, um, issues of poverty, anything you can think of. So it's so many things that are in line with what we do with the Global Center for Women and Justice. And they were fascinated that we had this at a university. And as we began to talk about how much we value the education and studying the issues, and as often happens when we have um, uh, Deputy Chief Marsh with us, then the the conversation turns to, well, what, what is... What part is he doing here? Well, he's teaching the aspect of law enforcement. And the president, uh, the director of the, the um, con- council said, oh, we need you to speak to our police academy leaders. And so we b- began a conversation that may result in having training available in their police academy oh, in great. Cordoba on the recommendation of the regional council for women in that province. Wow. Is that cool? cool? It's like, those are things that happen out of relationship. They don't happen out of sending an email. Can we do this? You have to be there. You have to be um, authentic and demonstrate your, your real connection with this. And then as a side benefit at the end of all of that, Virginia received an invitation, a formal invitation to be a member of that council. And I think it's a 12 member council and they also then report to the capital city in Buenos Aires. So that was kind of a big win. Very cool. I, so many neat things came out of this. So I, I think also it's helpful to sometimes look at what doesn't work and where the challenges are and where the obstacles are too, because I know that that's always a reality whenever we're doing something, especially cross-culturally and setting up new partnerships. Um, Sandy, to the extent you can remember, um, what are what are some of the challenges you ran into when you were setting this up, and in the in the relationships, and in the just the planning and the logistics that would be helpful for us to know about and be aware of when we're trying to set up partnerships too. Well, it's not always easy to transfer resources, and one of our biggest challenges was finding um, resources. Spanish resources are abundantly available here in California. And we use the um, NetSmart's Spanish language curriculum in in our schools and in after school programs in Spanish and in English. But um, shipping things into Argentina 
for use for this conference was really difficult because of import-export laws. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't just take and ship a whole box without um, a, making sure I know how much it's going to cost for the tariffs on those things. And, oh. and those are just things that you have to learn as you go along and you figure out how to get resources that you just have to download and how people can can get that training. Um, the The aspect of of language wasn't a big problem because we had so many people around us who would translate and um, so many of the members of our team were bilingual. So that was, that was a big bonus. The, um, the folks in Cordoba were pretty impressed with their ability to communicate in Spanish. And so that, that was a bonus. So that's not a challenge. I've gone back to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Because um, that, it, but that is the kind of thing that may be a challenge in other situations, other groups, other yeah. countries. So that's the kind of thing that has to be planned for, of course. Um, what about with the the setting up the relationships and building trust and working with individuals? Anything in particular that you found as um, either party found as obstacles that you were able to work through, but would be helpful to be thinking of when you're setting up a partnership with any organization? I I think that um, you. When you're setting this up, you have to know what their resources are and what they don't have that you're going to, if you're going to talk about it and they don't have it, two things happen. Well, I shut down because I can't access that right. or um, that doesn't relate to me or wow, you've got something and I don't and that's not fair. And so when, when I was there the year before, one of the one part of the training for Hands at Heal is doing a problem tree. And in a problem tree, we've talked about it on a podcast here. We'll, we'll link back to that in the show notes. Uh, in a problem tree, you see the leaves, you see the problems, you see kids who are abandoned, you see kids who are running away from violence at home, um, you see substance abuse issues. But what you don't see are the roots of those issues. And it became very clear that this idea of looking at the roots was very important to this group of 40-some leaders that were studying that. And uh, Dr. Joanne Butrin, who's spoken at our Insured Justices, had written a book called From the Roots Up, and it's about best practices, and it is um, really how to, how to start from the ground floor. So I'm teaching this, and I'm quoting Dr. Joanne Butrin, and someone raises their hand and says, so, uh, Dr. Morgan, is, uh, is that book in Spanish? Oh, I was silent, literally. So at Insure Justice, Asegurar Justicia, we had From the Roots Up in Spanish right there on the table for the attendees wow, at the great, conference. Great. And that now will go beyond where we have been and those leaders will take that resource back and teach those principles in their communities. Comes right back down to study the issues again. In this case, study the issues where the resources are or aren't and how can you come alongside in partnership or if maybe that's not the the, the resource or the thing to focus on because you may come with resources that aren't needed or aren't necessary, aren't applicable to that situation. Um, but when you find and do the study in advance, you know where you can then add value and you work in partnership to create that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it, Sandy. That's really exciting. Um, so we just have a minute or two left. Um, one final thing that you'd like to leave us with about the trip or just in general setting up partnerships like this that will be helpful for all of our listeners to keep in mind? Well, this is not an, an forever relationship where we're going to go there and do this um, mostly for them. This is a process. We started out, we trained some leaders. Now we came and we did the lion's share of putting together the content for this conference. Now they decided they want to do the next conference. It wasn't if we're going to do another Asegurar Justicia, it was when. And after talking to the participants, they changed the season. They want to do it in October instead of in July. And in the next um, Asegurar Justicia, we will still come alongside, but we won't be as um, involved in, in all of the content and the speakers and all of that. It, our plan is 50% will be Argentine speakers. Wow, great. And I'm going to go, but um, we won't take a big team. It'll be, it'll be, we'll have a lot lower profile because then the next one after that, um, we probably will be in another country doing that. Yeah, and they're yeah. Or just, just be an invited guest and coming to the conference. There you go, because I tell you, the food in Argentina is fabulous. Oh, I could only That's imagine. my parting comment to you. Sandy, I love it. And I just am so, um, I'm so impressed with you personally and how you were just always all over the world doing amazing things to build relationships, to move partnerships forward. Um, you know, I think about all the places you've touched and the center has touched over the years has just been so, so neat to see. I mean, you did a ton of travel this summer of, of really supporting things like this. And it's, it's, it's so exciting. Thank you for Thank all that you, you Dave. do. And a big shout out to Gilbert and Virginia Contreras. Oh, Thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias for sure. Well, thank you for taking a moment to listen. And if you have a comment or question about anything you've heard today or want to know more from us, we hope you'll take a moment to go to GCWJ at Vanguard.edu or you can call us 714-966-6360. And by the way, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen, uh, take a moment to leave us a review or a rating. That helps us to continue to get the show out there and connected to more people who care about this issue. Thanks. And we will see you in two weeks. Take care, Sandy. Bye.